everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Lax 904 presents This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL is brought to you by M Shack, Derek Princeton Realtor, and Bar Down Lacrosse. Now, here's your host, Ray Carnicelli. Greetings and welcome to the number one rated lacrosse show in all of North Florida. Our first show of the season and we've got a good one planned for you today. Our shows are brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse Club, and the M Shack. I am Ray Carnicelli. Follow me on Twitter at Lax904. I'm joined by the pride of Worcester. Still the all-time leader in points. 39 years, Jim? 39 years, right. Jim Applegate. But there's somebody coming from you, so we're going to start the uh, the record watch coming up soon. There we go. I hope it happens. It's about time. Uh, high school for Jim Applegate? Was it Huntington? Uh, Walt, Walt Whitman High School. Yeah, don't do that. Huntington's the Fighting the Poets. That's right. Uh, yesterday, I was out with Jim at Jacksonville University at Rock Beach. Tampa came to town, so we'll talk about that scrimmage. Big win for Brian Duncan and the Flagler Saints over Lynn. So excited for Dunk. We're going to talk to him in a little while. We're going to talk to Coach Galloway in a little while. But right now, we want to bring on our special guest, Quint Kessenick. Quint, how are you doing today? Doing well. Good morning, guys. Quint, what a game, that, uh, what a game yeah. you had yesterday. And uh, you. first thing I wanted to start off by saying is you and Jay did an amazing job. Uh, what a setting, what a scene. The band's performance, I could hear uh, Johnny B. Good on, on the band doing Johnny B. Good. It was amazing. Michael Jackson. They were playing some Beat It late in the game, too. I'm some Michael Jackson. Were there some cheerleaders there as well? I don't know about that. You know, it's I, funny because it was a nice day. I don't know. It was like 47, but in the sun, it felt like 50. But Jay and I are in the outdoor press box at Hopkins, which is on top. It's like an outhouse on top of the stands, totally in the shade with the side windows open. So there's like a 10-mile-an-hour breeze. It might have been the coldest place in Baltimore yesterday. You so were, for, us, it felt, for us, it felt like 30. For, for the players, it felt like 50. For the fans on the far side in the sun, it felt like 50. But but I was freezing, honestly. Glove I saw you. You were a little bundled up. Deal. I saw you had yeah, your coat and, on. And Jay had the sport coat on. Uh, you were, you had a winter coat on. Jay Jay's like from the north, I guess. But uh, aren't you? For me, for me, I, you know, my mouth tightens up when I get cold, and enunciating is not easy. So it was a uh, man. That was a lively game. Holy mackerel! I can't. You know, it's like the first game's hard enough to get back in the flow. That game had. Uh, dozens of really uh, unique uh, situational stuff. Like there was, it was a game. If if you're a coach or a player, plug in the last ten minutes of that game. There's an incredible amount of situational lacrosse scenarios, clock management, uh, short time offense, short time defense, man up, man down, man up, face off, man down, and man up clearing and riding. Uh, it was just a fascinating ending to that big, game. Yeah, Denver came back. I think they were down four in the fourth quarter. Uh, big saves, big hits, big goals. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a better way to kick it off with Denver coming from behind and, and beating Hopkins in an amazing yeah, impro- setting. Improbable. It's going to be re-aired on, uh, today, Sunday at noon on ESPNU, but it's also available archived at ESPN+. Plus. So if you get ESPN, if you're a lacrosse fan, you probably need ESPN+, Plus yes. because there's so many hundreds of games on. But that's one I would go back. And just fast forward to the last six minutes of regulation and overtime. 
there, there there's some some really valuable lessons to be learned and how to handle those situations. And it's just a, an amazing amazing ending to the game. I think Denver's win probability was down to like one or two percent, uh, and they and they end up winning the game just incredibly. Quint, I'm going to throw out a, a few of the scores from yesterday for our listeners, and you, when I'm done, you tell me which one surprised you the most. Okay, you ready to play along? Yeah. Ohio State 11, Utah 8, Colgate 13, uh, Penn State 12, Georgetown lost to Loyola 18 to 10, and then Maryland with a one goal double overtime win over Richmond. Okay, Richmond's pretty good this year. They they, uh, they handled Loyola in a scrimmage, and and considering what happened last year when Richmond got just uh, destroyed by Maryland, that did not surprise me. I watched Georgetown practice a week ago Thursday, spent the day over there with Charlie Toomey and that group. They run such a great program. I wasn't, they, then they had, they had struggled uh, in their, in their scrimmage against Richmond. So, so that was a bit of a surprise. I think the number that surprised me was how many goals they scored on Georgetown. I thought that game would be a little low scoring because Loyola is going to have to play some zone defense this year. So their offensive production, in the face of not winning many faceoffs early in that game, surprised me. Uh, Richmond, Maryland, not a surprise, but the the Penn State loss to Colgate is probably the most shocking result for me of uh, of week one. It, I've got a lot of catching up to do. I was out at Jacksonville University for the scrimmage against Tampa. Uh, I did I did watch your game and. Part of it I listened to while I was at the gym this morning, and it's so nice. You guys did such a good job. Uh, I love listening to games and obviously watching them too, but when you have Jay do an amazing job on the play-by-play and your color, it was just a fun, fun game. And I, like I said, I want to I catch up on these games. Um, next week I'm going to be calling Army versus UMass. And did you go to high school with Coach Canella? Are you guys the same age? I did. Okay. Yeah. He, he, Greg is uh, older than I am. He he was a senior at Limburg High School on Long Island when I was a freshman. So he was my captain when, it, when I was on varsity as a ninth grader. He, okay. he was the captain. So I went uh, to high our, school with Coach Alberici. He was my teammate. He was a year behind uh, me. And so yeah, I thought that was kind of ironic when I was preparing. And it's amazing that Coach Alberici, this is uh, going into his 19th year. But then you look at Coach Canella, 29 years uh, at – at UMass, those two guys are are similar in a lot of ways, but the you know the durability and the staying power and the consistency of those programs. Can you just give me a, your thoughts on on those two amazing coaches? Yeah, I, I would. You know, Greg is is Greg is one of uh, a bunch of boys in his family. His dad actually started lacrosse at our high school in the in somewhere in the 1960s. So they were always. Uh, foundational or, or pillar figures in, in our lacrosse community that I grew up in. And Greg was extremely talented, went to Maryland, I think for a year and ended up transferring to UMass where he, where he had a, uh, a really strong career and uh, worked under Coach Garber for a number of years. And now, now it's been his program and, and his program is solid as a rock. You, know, you think about playing in the national championship game in, in the mid 2000s, I think it was 2006 where they uh, lost to Virginia in the national title game. They've been in the playoffs many times. Uh, it's just 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 a rock solid New England program. And then Coach uh, Alberici, as you know, you know his dad uh, was a high school football coach. Or uh, yeah, Port Byron and, High. Legend. Yeah, and and he grew up around the game. And he's his fit at Army has been uh, it's really been amazing. You know he he's got such a, a great feel for the demands of, of the West Point student athlete 
the military demands, the athletic demands, the academic demands. Uh, and he, and he's built a, built a, a program, I think this year that can get back to the quarterfinals or, or more. They, they return tons and tons of, uh, talent from last year. They do things the right way. Uh, it's, it's just hard not to root for them. You know, yeah. you, you go watch, you go watch them play in the spirit and the emotion and the toughness that they show on the lacrosse field. It's just a likable bunch. J- uh, Joe was one of five boys in, in that family as well. So another, uh, commonality between the two coaches and uh, sister Joanne and, uh, back to Coach Gino Elbarisi, who passed away this uh, this winter. Um, I had Joe on my podcast in the fall, and he mentioned that the two people he talked to before and after every game were his, his dad, Coach Gino Elbarisi, and, and Coach Emmer, who's down our, in our way, and we bump into at the lacrosse fields. Uh, and you mentioned Joe and that fit at at Army. The, Last year, they just went through some injuries and he had to make a injury goalie change and didn't skip a beat. There were players that he didn't expect to be on the field as early as they were that came through. And watching them in preparation for the call next week, they are loaded. They are coming back. Uh, you know, uh, Jacob Morin from Auburn as well, uh, just a sharp shooter. Everywhere you look, they are just so deep. They they could make it to Memorial Day is my, my, my thought. Yeah. I, you know, last year was an interesting year. I ended up watching them a lot uh, in bits and pieces during the year, and then I covered their two playoff games, their win at Maryland in the first round, which was just, in my eyes, it was probably the most exciting game that I covered all year. Well, and that fourth loss. quarter at Penn State, or with the Penn State game, was one of and the most And then their comeback, amazing. exactly. Their, their comeback in the quarterfinals that fell short was, was terrific. I think what stands out to me is they continued to improve last year. I watched them early in the season on tape and I'm just like, Ooh, yuck. Yeah. They're winning, but they're not that good. But then every time I plug them in, they get better. And Evan Plunkett was a freshman midi last year. He really came on. You mentioned Burek, Morin love their defense though. They, they, they have a great short stick defender. Uh, his name eludes me right now. I don't have my board in front of me, but I like their polls. You know they're they're breaking in a new goalie this year. The faceoff man returns. They're the favorite to me in the Patriot League uh, again. But the program's in a great spot right now. That doesn't guarantee that this team will have last year's success. Remember, teams change. Programs stay the same. Like Duke has a program. Virginia has a program. Year to year, the teams may be different. But but at least you know with Army, you're getting uh, a situation where that program is rock solid right now. So I I would expect them to come back to uh the same kind of uh team they were a year ago just we'll see how it, we'll just see how it develops they're not not quite sure yeah. of, of this year's chemistry quint you always want the, the the sum to be greater than the parts and back here in jacksonville they had these parts but the sum wasn't greater than the parts you i can refer to the duke win last year as like cotton candy for dinner and we were all excited early and that first game of the year, or the, excuse me, the first win against Duke, you had goal, the goal scorers Galloway. He's he's gone. Uh, Ethan Lamont's making the move to attack. The, the Fogo had a, a couple of goals. Everyone expected Watts, Dylan Watson, and Waldbaum uh, to come out of the gates. When you have Jackson Intrieri and Jacob Griner there, and they, uh, Waldbaum was injured, and then. Watson in the fall didn't participate too much, and the, the team never really got in sync. And this year, with the attack of Griner, Intrieri, and Lamond, who we watched yesterday, I just have a feeling that it's going to be more of a team effort. 
uh, because they were able to beat Duke without Waldbaum and Watson really contributing, and that's what I'm looking for this year, team unity and a couple of strong, deep midfield lines. Yeah, you, you make a really good point about the, the what it takes to have a great lacrosse team. You know, it, it takes one plus one needs to equal three. You know what I mean? You, you're always looking for combinations or, or trios of a, of a line, whether it's a midfield or a defensive midfield line, that plays more 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 like more like four than three you know guys that make each other better and to me i'm always looking for teams that that are on the improve you know show a foundation show some promise but but you you must continue to improve it's a long season i mean we're we're in the first week of february we still we still have two months to the to the heart of league play and three months until league championship it's 90 days it's a long time so you know, constant improvement, teams who can improve from wins. Okay, it's easy when you lose a game to go back to Monday practice and have really good practice and be focused uh, and be determined to get better. But it's hard to do when you're winning. And so the good teams will continue to improve through their wins. Well, uh, I, and, and, the good, and the good teams are led by, by coaches who understand that. Well, we're running out of time here in this segment, Quint. Um, I, I would much rather be uh, Robert Morris at the end of the season than Duke at the beginning of the season. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at at this group. Uh, before we let you go, any just general thoughts on this season? I, I look at the conferences are amazing. When you look at the Big Ten, the, the ACC, the uh, the Patriot League, and it's almost like European football where, or soccer, I should say, where you have all these different leagues and then you play the Champions League, and that's kind of what this season reminds me of. Yeah, I'm back at it on Tuesday at 4 o'clock on ESPNU. we got Towson at Hopkins, so it's a quick turnaround for Hopkins. But I agree with you. This year has star power. C.J. Kirst, the Kavanaugh brothers, Brennan O'Neill, Connor Schellenberger. I mean, these are epic. These are stars that the, that the young fans should be gravitating towards. I think we've got some powerhouse teams. I think Duke's going to be really good. I think Notre Dame's stacked. We'll see who else can emerge. And then, as you said, I think the league races are going to be compelling, whether it's the Big East with Georgetown and Denver and maybe Marquette this year or Jacksonville's conference or the Big Ten looks like it's uh, you know got some parity there. I, I think the league races are going to be really cool. So it, uh, obviously I'm excited uh, and looking forward to it. And, and we get uh, we get right back at it this week on Tuesday. Well, Quint, I appreciate all of your coverage, the podcast, the uh, commentary and articles, and the game broadcast, and we'll be tuning in. I appreciate you, as always, for taking the time to join us here in Jacksonville. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on, and, and thanks for watching. I look forward to uh, maybe trying to catch some of your, your Army, uh, Army UMass game from Atlanta. All right, thanks, Quint. Have a great rest of your weekend. That was Quint Kesnick of ESPN. You saw him on the football sidelines and uh, number one lacrosse commentator. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. I want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, this year we're going to be sponsored by Bar Down Lacrosse. They've got a store over off of Racetrack Road. Uh, I got to stop in there. It's 132 Everest Lane, Suite 1. Easy to get to from all parts of town. Sticks, gear, team gear, just so much exciting things going on with Bar Down Lacrosse. They're going to be sponsoring our high school game of the week. Check out their website at bardownlacrosse.com for men's, women's, equipment, heads, shafts, protective gear, mesh and stringing, apparel, and accessories. It's Bar Down Lacrosse. Every high school athlete starts with a dream. 
This is it. National Signing Day is when it comes true. The day you've been waiting for. Find out who's heading to your school. National Signing Day on 1010XL is brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter Plumbing and Septic Services. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast, casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, signature cocktails, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Hear the Florida Gators all season on 1010XL. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, the official window and door replacement partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cantina Louie helped sponsor our broadcast. Founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is a perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite. From a la carte tacos and specialty cocktails to authentic Mexican street food and more. Cantina Louie is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. I like to stop into the one over by Nice when I'm doing those games, but they're all around town. Visit cantinalouie.com. Is your roof showing signs of wear and tear? Well, don't wait for problems to escalate. Call Universal Roof and Contracting today to schedule your complimentary roof inspection. Right now, get 15% off roof replacement or repairs, plus flexible financing. This offer expires February 29th, and restrictions apply. Universal Roof and Contracting, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CCC057165, CBC1258484. More than 280 games were played this season. Are you serious? And there's only one left. Are you ready? Are you ready? 1010XL and Window World of Northeast Florida bring you coverage of the biggest football game in the world. Simply the best for less. Derek Prince Realtor. Jim, we've known Derek for a long time. He was the proprietor at Bogey Grill. Uh, just talk to me about your experience with Derek and his commitment to the community. You know, Derek's been a great add to the community. Um, he used to support all the high school athletics, you know, after the games and support the whole families. And, and the youth did, programs as well. And the youth programs. Um, I got the opportunity to coach his boys also at, uh, at UNF, and, you know, Derek's always been a, a supporter of everybody. And he's got his handle on the market. Visit Derek Prince Realtor. Uh, just want to thank all of our sponsors, Derek Prince, Bar Down Lacrosse, Cantina Louie, the Jack's Blue Claws, and the M Shack. At Darley's Plumbing, we fix it all. Drips, leaks, running toilets, sewer lines, you name it. If it's plumbing you need, just remember the Darley's name. Plus, we have 24-hour emergency service. So we'll be there when you need us. Darley's Plumbing, where quality counts. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. You're listening to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. We've got some amazing sponsors, amazing guests, amazing co-hosts. 
We're on the Worcester all-time leading point scorer watch. Somebody's chasing Jim. Jim's had the record for 39 years, and he did inform me yesterday that he was playing out of position for a while, forced on that left side, so who knows what could have been. You know, Ray, um, sometimes you got to fake it. Like you said, fake it till you make it, right? That's, uh, put that's stick what this radio show is all yeah, about. Put your stick in the left hand and uh, hope it goes in. Yeah, just redirect <laughs> it. I want to welcome on our next guest from one New York-bred legendary goalie, Quint Kesnick, to another one, Coach John Galloway. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad that you and Quint were able to join to bring up the save per- all-time save percentage of between me, you, and Quint. So I'm going to keep uh, keep working at that, and we'll have the, the combined save percentage. You know, you <laughs> well, and I, I were... didn't have a very high one either, so don't don't feel too I bad. I know you always like to say it was all about your outlet passes, <laughs> Coach. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday uh, the the scrimmage against Tampa. You know, everyone looks at the score and people who weren't there and my phone's blowing up, you know, what happened, who did what. And, like, I, I, what I came away with is I really like your team. And I think the, the, the sum is going to be greater than the parts with these guys, which is always a goal. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, yeah, of course, I think there's a – you know, I said it to our staff who was, you know, uh, heads in the, in the film when I left the office last night and said, guys, you know, I think there's context to this. And, um, you know, credit Tampa, what, what, an, what an awesome effort by them and, and their group and took advantage of some miscues. And, you know, the beauty for us is I, I do, at, like you said, Ray, I really like our team. I like our guys. And we were able to, to get out of there healthy and, and keep some guys pretty fresh going into next week and, and, and also have their attention. And, and I think we do. And, um, you know, we have their attention in the right areas that we're going we're gonna to attack this afternoon. Their goalie was hot. I like that kid. You guys hit some pipes, let up some transition goals. But in the settled offense and settled defense, I saw some really good things. I, you know, that first attack, I'm still getting used to seeing Ethan Lamond, you know, down low. <laughs> Even though, you know, in today's lacrosse, it doesn't matter where you start off in, in a set. Uh, but those uh, first two midfield lines are pretty good. Uh, the the Godfather, uh, Vito Caputo, with the the youngster. <laughs> Uh, Krupski and, and that line with Marshall McGuire. Uh, tell me about your your midfield lines and the depth, because I know there's uh, some people right behind those two lines that are uh, fighting for playing time. Yeah, the hardest conversation with our guys right now is is you know the third line midfielders who are who are not happy that they're you know not in the first and second, and, and that's good. And you know we were able to to hold a few guys out yesterday that I think will make that line deeper next week. And um, you know I'm really proud of. Of, as you mentioned, that first midfield, that second midfield group of um, Caputo and Krupski and McGuire. And, you know, Krupski and, and Caputo do so much of the work, and, and McGuire took advantage and, and got two goals out of it. And, you know, I thought you saw some some rookie, you know, m- moments with Will where he hesitated, but man, that, that young man is, is fun to work with, and I think his, his feeling is through the roof. So that midfield, you know, has it, been a joy. We call them the Stallions, they're a big group. And, uh, and then the first midfield line, that, that's the first time they played together yesterday. And, uh, you know, to see Gavin Angel back out there, he's coming back from injury, and um, Jack Taylor and Ebo. And um, it's, it's a fun group. We, we need more out of our attack, though, and, and, and we have voiced that to them. And, you know, I, I think it, it generated a good amount of shots for three quarters, but the scoreboard didn't reflect it. So uh, a lot to work on, but, um, you know, I, I like our Jimmies and Joes, and, and now we have to address the X's and O's, and, and, and that's a challenge that we're looking forward to. What should we expect to see differently on offense and with Coach Coppins? And um, obviously we know what we have in Griner and Intrie area, and that's, that's pretty darn good. But uh, philosophy-wise and style-wise on offense, what's going to be different? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you said it earlier, and it is the age of it, and you're going to see it even more. It's just positionless across. I think you're going to see more 
pace and motion, um, less schematics in the beginning of the possession, but more uh, organized chaos. And, and then probably the most important thing is just the off-ball presence. Um, that's where I've been most proud of our guys. And we dropped some passes yesterday that, um, you know, we look forward to having back. And the off-ball drilling versus, hey, let's get back into this this scheme has been really, really fun to do. And, you know, so, some of that comes with growing pace because that means sometimes you're not as balanced as you want to be. But it also comes with more opportunity. I thought Ebo had a great uh, a great example of that where he catches the ball on the doorstep and throws a couple fakes. And then the first, you know, the, the uh, Tampa kid makes a great save and it's like, all right, I think we can live with those shots. And as long as we continue to have that instinct versus scheme. And that's, that's a phrase we're using a lot with coach Calvin. The, there's some youngsters on defense. I, I don't have all the numbers and names memorized right now. And you've got you know, juice Del Rocco and goal. That, that looks like a pretty athletic unit. Yeah. You know, I think it's, um, you know, what we have there is a group of guys that just doesn't have enough time on task. And you, know, you saw some miscues off of the turf that resulted in goals and some things in transition that were a little bit chaotic. Um, but I, I'm excited because to your point, you, you have some tools, you have some athletic tools, you have some, you have some want to with guys like Nick Seamus and Aaron Turguri and, and Davis and some guy, young guys at the pole position. And um, the effort level is really high. I think it was a little bit uh, chaotic yesterday, but that's why you have those moments. And, you know, I told them last year at this time, we had already scrimmaged Lynchburg and got our butt kicked, scrimmaged Florida Southern, scrimmaged Carolina on the road, and then played Hopkins. We had already done that at this point this today. And and for us to, to have that time on task, to be a little bit slower and more methodical teaching, uh, you know, I'm excited what the product looks like at the end of the year. Binghamton up in Baltimore uh, next Saturday at noon. What's your expectations uh you know, headed up there, place that you've been before I've never been, but do want to get to. Uh, talk to me about that trip to Maryland. Well, first of all, beautiful facility. Um, you know, first class in terms of how they host teams. Second, uh, a heavyweight fight in, in a lot of ways. I think this is two teams that just came short in, in their conference, Binghamton 9-5, and five, you know, a goal away from, from beating Bryant, who ended up representing their conference in the NCAA tournament. Um, they returned all three of their attack, uh, about 106 of their 123 goals come back with their attack. Um, you know, it's a group that's organized, very organized. They, they know what they want to do, and they execute at a high level. Coach McEwen is an alum. He's been up there for a couple of years now and has done a heck of a job organizationally. Um, you know, I think that it's a group that is going to be hungry. So it's, you know, same for us, though. And uh, a group, you know, in us that uh, is, has got a lot of meat on the bone right now. And I, I would expect a heavyweight fight of two teams who are looking to make the NCAA tournament who – want to start off in the right way in, in the first game of the season. Coach, what a great atmosphere yesterday, always at Rock Beach, but the temperature was perfect. There was a lot of people at, at the facility. Uh, North Florida lacrosse right now, Coach Duncan, who's coming on in a bit, had a big win down in St. Augustine versus Flagler. The high school season's uh, getting ready to get fired up. Binghamton, Maris, Duke, and then at home versus Michigan. What a great time of year. Tell me about how excited you are for just this February of amazing lacrosse. It's amazing, and you said it so well. And not just amazing because lacrosse season started, which everyone's excited about, and watching games on TV yesterday, and overtime games, and upsets. But more importantly, it's just it's it's that North Florida is like talking about it. It's so cool to see. It's so cool to see you know kids in the stands on a scrimmage against Tampa. It's cool to see you know uh, the community talking about some of the high school teams. I think people are so excited about bowls and uh, PD, and and then I'm seeing all these these kids coming to the field for private lessons and club. I mean, it's just, 
you can feel it in the air at that time of year. And there's a there's a, an excitement, a buzz uh, around the sport right now. And North Florida has done such a good job of, of you know, making lacrosse meaningful. And, and, and you're trying to feel it this time of the season. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining. It was great seeing the boys. I'm re- really excited about, about the squad. I, I really like this team. Uh, best of luck up in Maryland versus SUNY Binghamton. I appreciate it, Ray. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. That was Coach John Galloway of the JU Dolphins. So, Jim, a couple of thoughts from you on yesterday's scrimmage. Um, One, Marshall McGuire really looked like he's comfortable out there, and um, I really expect a lot out of him this year because he just seems like he's he's the part, right? Um, There was a time he dodged downhill. You looked at all three Tampa defensemen staring at this guy coming down on him, and everyone said, I'm not going to cover him, and he went to the cage and scored a goal. Yeah, he's a um, beast. And then, and then uh, you know, again, Tucker Garrity is Tucker Garrity. You know, and I, Tampa kept on trying to attack him, and I think he had three or four takeaways. It's like, guys, you got to go after somebody else, man. Stay away from that. Yeah, kid. sometimes teams get in the mindset of dodge on the short stick. Well, Tucker Garrity takes that away, and Jacksonville's been so fortunate over the years from the Ryan Bevels to uh, – uh, sorry, I'm uh, Deacon. Deacon. Deacon last year, and just it's always been a strength with uh, these short sticks and Hedinger and so many others. And I, what what else yesterday? Obviously, the shooting they need to they need to hit the cage a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. I think the the shooting was a little bit off. Uh, you and I kind of were talking too. This, that goalie was pretty good down low, and I, I felt like we should have attacked up upstairs a little bit more than we did. And um, but you know, again, he played lights out, and I and I think he was really the the difference maker in that in that game. The, the level of lacrosse around the country, like you look at these Division two and Division three teams and these kids, even the guys from Jacksonville, uh, Caputo, who came from Pace, and then uh, uh, Derminio, I think, um, from Lynchburg, who had, was limited yesterday. Uh, there's not a lot of difference between the high-end D2, D3 guys from uh, this, the, the D1 field. No, and I think um, you know Coach Gallery said it best too. Is that there's more depth on this team than there's been in a long time, and that's a good thing for the program because you're going to get dinged up, right? You're going to you're going to get you know you're going to have your injuries throughout the year, and um, guys are going to be able to step up and, and fill those roles this year. I I like the energy out of the defense. They've got a couple of young guys out there. Uh, Steady Eddie Davis Smith. Um, you know he he looked pretty good yesterday. I was watching his feet because sometimes when he gets lost, it's uh. You know, he's chasing rather than trying to catch the guy before he gets to a spot. And yesterday his footwork looked really good and stick skills looked good. So that that defense is, is going to be tight. And, you know, Coach Galloway has been raving about Della Rocco for a while in cage, and I think he brings a little bit of energy in that goalie position, and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, he, you know, Della Rocco definitely looked good in the cage. Uh, there was a couple of um, – Weird goals are there early, right? The ball's on the ground. Next thing you know, Tampa picks it up and dives in front of the goal. And, you know, and I, I kind of consider you know, pretty much three out of the first four goals that he really didn't have a chance to save. But um, he really did a good job yesterday, I think, saving everything that he was supposed to save. You know, looking around at the games yesterday, you know, I talked to Quinn about some of the scores and what, what might have surprised you. You know, High Point rolled over Mercer 14-7. to uh, Duke and Bellarmine, it was an eight-goal game. When I saw the the DraftKings sports line, it was 13. I was like, oh, that sounds like easy money. Duke early, and uh, it looked like Duke was going to like double them up, uh, but Bellarmine battled and got 12 goals against Duke, but uh, that would have been a win in a, a mythical bet. Uh, VMI uh, lost to Cleveland State. That Colgate over Penn State was a good one. What, what about your thoughts on any of the games yesterday before we go to break? 
you know, I unfortunately I didn't really get to, a chance to see very much, but well, I that's, was that's good just on paper uh, though. But I was yeah, I was kind of laughing because I figured that you would pick on St. John's and the fact that they lost to NJIT. I, I know how how, yeah, how I know how you love their their fans <laughs> and their fan base. So I'm really surprised that you stayed away from that one, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I like I said, I I was at the fields. I watched a couple of games. I didn't soak it in, but I, I you know that is. That's what might be my favorite game yesterday. Those St. John's people, they're something else. They they act like they invented the game. Uh, Syracuse, 20 to 7. They were on fire yesterday. I, I caught some of that game as well. And then Maryland versus Richmond. You're a big Richmond fan. Richmond or High Point, who are you a bigger fan of? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to take Richmond over High Point at this yeah, point. Yeah, Coach Torpy, uh, uh, give me your you thoughts. Know, yeah, that's, that's, Hit the bleep button. That, right? that, no, that's stick check against uh, Hunter Forbes back in the day. And, Jim, uh, that was so long ago. It, it was. but it was <laughs> Grudge such, holder. It was, uh, it was such a bogus move. Hunter Forbes' res- response to that was great because he walked over and showed his stick to the coach after winning about 90% of the faceoffs right. that day. Well, it's you know, we still got half a show left. We're going to talk to the Reverend Brian Duncan. Big win yesterday versus Lynn. Um, what are your impressions? I was texting you the scores. Uh, we'll talk to him about the refereeing because your son Eric was on the uh, you know, had the whistle. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get a text from Eric last night about the, about Coach Duncan. His, his ears uh, are still his, ringing? <laughs> probably. We saw the penalty numbers, though. Uh, a lot of penalties on Lynn. There was a critical one against Flagler late that probably got Duncan's uh, Irish up a little bit. Yeah, but that was, you know, like you said, that was a great win for uh, for Coach Duncan. And it the might Flagler be their team. first win versus uh, one of the Sunshine Conference teams. It, Flagler's in the Peach Belt, but the Sunshine Conference is so deep with the Rollins and Lynn and Embry-Riddle and Florida Southern and Tampa and St. Leo. Uh, I, I don't want to tip off anything we're going to talk about with Coach Duncan, but he texted me this week and he said, we expect to win. And it's like, you know, Coach Duncan, he's always so positive. Sometimes I think he's delusional, but <laughs> and then he proves me wrong over and over again. I love the guy. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, he brings an energy to that sideline and to that team that very few coaches give. And, uh and the kids are feeding off of that, and apparently yesterday was the same thing where the, where the kids responded and came out with a victory. They're, they're going to have their hands full this week against Tampa in a yeah, game that, that I'm calling. Uh, Tampa was really good. They, they, they are, and they're going to they're gonna attack you, and uh, Coach Duncan's going to have to be ready for that. They're a title contender, I think, Tampa. They have to be. Yeah, the, the way their defense played yesterday, their, their goalie play, um, and they got some guys on the offense that are, that are – I, I thought their team speed was pretty darn good. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Coming up, Coach Brian Duncan, you're listening to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. Derek Prince, Realtor. When you look at the housing market throughout North Florida, St. John's County, so many people are moving to town. Housing prices are, it's really good. It's a buyer's market right now. And Derek Prince will meet all of your needs throughout North Florida. It doesn't depend. It doesn't matter what size of your home you're looking for. If you're looking to buy or to sell, nobody knows the market conditions better than Derek Prince of Derek Prince Realtor. Fish are good at hiding. Captain Kevin can help you find them. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Find more fish on the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. Thursday nights at 6. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss on 1010XL AM. 
M-Shack Burgers, Shakes, and More is the newest sponsor of our Lax 904 broadcast. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast, casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Friends and families of La Crosse in North Florida will love the gourmet shakes like the glorious Oreo cheesecake, mouth-watering cookies and cream, mind-blowing pecan pie shakes, and more. In addition to the amazing M-Shack burger, be sure to try a Sunrise burger, veggie burger, or the amazing gluten-free CrossFit burger. Lacrosse fans, visit mshackburgers.com to see the entire menu or visit an M-Shack in person today. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors and a new sponsor of the season, the Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse Club. With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in learning the fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for the uh, for the upcoming seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com. Hey, everybody. Jennifer Marion with Randy Marion Cadillac in Jacksonville here to say hello. And we'd sure like to have your business. You know what? They're going to love the king of price. My dad believes in making great deals and having a great selection in stock. Cadillac XT4s, XT5s, and XT6s, and Escalades. The all-electric Cadillac Lyric. CT4s and CT5s. Cadillac luxury and selection is just waiting for you. At Randy Marion Cadillac, Southside Boulevard, Jacksonville. And don't forget, tell them Jennifer sent you. Any action? Find more fish on the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. That's a big redfish, guys. With Captain Kevin Favor. Oh, my gosh. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Thursday nights at 6. On 1010XL AM. Cantina Louie, founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite, from a la carte tacos and specialty cocktails to authentic Mexican street food and more. Cantina Louie is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Milo loves the fajitas and the margaritas. I'll take an ice cold frosty adult beverage and the street tacos. Cantina Louie. 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396 5555. Jacksonville. Keep your head on a swivel. It's this week in North Florida Lacrosse with Ray Carnicelli on 1010XL. Stand up, Jim. I want you to stand up right now. It's This Week in Lax 904, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, Jim Applegate, and Ray Carnicelli. Little headbanging music. There you go. This is what I did after I saw the final from Flagler versus Lynn. I started screaming. You were with me. Stand up and shout, baby. (laughs) Coach Duncan, are you sitting down or are you standing up? 
I'm sitting down right now enjoying a great cup of coffee. It tastes better after that win. Oh, my goodness. Listen, do you wear, like, a heart monitor? Do we know what your blood pressure was in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it it, it kind of hit a high spike right there. It at started that five beeping? Yeah. You know, Jim and I, were we were coming back from the Tampa scrimmage at JU, and we were looking at the scores, and we were looking at the penalties, and I think his son might have been refereeing, and we were worried about his ears and his uh, emotional well-being. Um, in a you referee in a close Brian Duncan game, and you guys were doing pretty good in the penalty department. And then uh, I think there was a late call on Flagler. Did uh, did that get you? I think it might have been an offsides if I was following correctly. How crazy yeah. was that fourth quarter? It, it was a great fourth quarter. I mean, and basically we just had a play in their end that that we didn't make, and and the and the play turned into them getting a goal. And then as soon as and we had hold them scoreless for probably thirty eight minutes. So at the end of the day, when that goal hit, it just changed the 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 feeling of the game and then we kind of put our guard down and two more goals went in and less than I think it was about a minute and 20 seconds that they scored three goals and so it was eight to eight and uh yeah so we kind of took a time out to to kill the momentum and I just asked our team what's this program built on and they all answered the question the right way the, the way I wanted them to they said built built off of adversity I said well here we are and I said, adversity breeds champions. Let's get after it. And they went out there and took care of the next, you know, couple minutes. And there was plays on both ends of the field. And then uh, a freshman steps up and wins it at the end of the game. Who you was know, that? A guy that uh, Griffin Moore. Okay, um, from Winter Park. From Winter Park. Is he Garrett's yeah. brother? Yeah. And okay. Garrett had a goal. Garrett had a goal yesterday too. So I had the first time ever where two brothers got goals on the same field. It was nice. great. Was that your first win against a Sunshine Conference team? It's our second. second. We beat PBA last year. Okay, but, uh, that's right. Been, yeah, we've been looking for that that second one to keep saying, "Hey, we're 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 trying to get better down here. We're trying to add the right people and and compete the right way." And it's starting to it's starting to come around. Looking at the stats, it looks like their goalie had a good day, but uh, uh, Nate Lear uh, once again uh, looks like he stood on his ear a little bit. Yeah, sixty four percent. I mean, he's 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 dialed in. He's he's more mature. He's his outlet passes are way different. They're crisp. They're they're quicker. Um, yeah, he's doing a great job. I think he's you know showing that he's a senior and he's he's owned the job. And you know right now we're going to ride you know what he does. I mean he's a left hander and so that makes it harder on shooters I think at times. And yeah, he had a great game. And and their goalie got really hot too. I mean he made I think 19 saves and you know they threw the zone at us for a while and and you know Coach uh, Foot had to adjust on the fly and and. He did a great job of getting the guys in and out at different little sets, and we were getting quality shots. Their kid was making good saves, and, you know, at the end of the day, we got one more than them, so it, it worked out. Logan, uh, excuse me, Tyler Douglas with uh, a couple of goals, Logan Tobias with a hat trick, and uh, quick turnaround, Tampa this week. Let me ask Coach Applegate a question here. Jim, if you had one bit of advice for Coach Duncan and his shooters going into this Tampa game, what would it be? Stay away from the low side. No, no dunk. We, yeah, actually, Ray and I were watching the, the goalie yesterday, and um, he was made, making some tremendous saves down low. The Tampa uh, guy. And, yeah, the Tampa. And, and we really feel, really feel like um, upstairs is where you got to be with this guy. And again, it, it's, yeah. only, it's only one game, so you never know if he was just uh, feeling it. But uh, he, he definitely seemed that he was beatable up high. Are your, are your boys ready for the quick turnaround? They are. You know, we, we came out of it fairly – Fairly healthy. I mean, we might not have uh, the, the LSM from JU for until next weekend. He's dealing with a meniscus, and it kind of comes and goes with pain. Who's that? 
uh, Ogden, uh, Gordon. So he's, he's kind of, you know, day to day right now, but other than that, we're pretty healthy. And, and, you know, I think we're going to come out Wednesday and compete. And I think they're a very good team. They got a lot of guys back and they brought in some more talent. So at the end of the day, Tampa, Tampa, and we just have to go out and play a game. When we were texting this week, you told me you ex- you expect to win, and you know I I pick on you a little bit. I love your optimism. I wish I was more of that that uh, glass half full type of guy, but you always prove me wrong when I when I start doubting, which I don't do that often. I'm a huge fan of yours and your squad, and I'm, I'm so excited for your team. I'm excited to get down and call that game. Uh, what help me out with the time? It's uh, uh two o'clock on uh, Wednesday. Two o'clock on Wednesday, so an afternoon game. I'll be, be on the call. Might be a sick day. Lots of sick days around North Florida. <laughs> I encourage everyone to get down there. Uh, Dunk, you have a message yeah. for the lacrosse fans in North Florida. Well, I just think lacrosse is great. I think the, the coaches around North Florida are doing a great job of, of running, you know, good rec programs, running good quality travel programs, and you know, I've just seen it grow so much in the years that I've been here. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the high school teams look like this spring. Well, Dunk, appreciate uh, all you do for lacrosse up here. I consider you a, a good friend, and I'm one of your biggest fans and can't wait to get down there and watch the boys, and this is going to be a great season for Flagler lacrosse. Yeah, we're excited, man. Thank you for uh, bringing me on today, Ray. Appreciate Thanks, Coach it. Dunk. Right. Brian Duncan, the head coach of the Flagler Saints. Uh, I first met Duncan when he was the assistant coach at JU back in uh, 2010 season, 29 is when I, when I met him, and he just busts his butt. He's so committed. Yeah, I really like the way he coaches too. He um he'll take ch- he'll take chances when uh when he needs to. And I still remember last this first season, right, Ray, when uh they came up they came out of a timeout. And next thing you know, you know they got a, a double on the ball behind X, and the, they pull the goalie. Yeah, Detroit. And, uh, and uh, we were looking at each other, going, "Oh boy, this is a disaster." Next thing you know, the ball's on the ground and going the other way. It's like, "Wow, great call, Duncan." Yeah, the, the <laughs> evil genius. I think I called him after that week. Uh, so, Tampa hands full for Flagler. Yeah, they're good. But you know, I was impressed with, uh, like I said earlier, their team speed, and they uh, they're a very aggressive team, and they they really push the ball. They're good in transition. Great and, stick uh, handlers. And yeah, I, th- I think we were we were we were joking at one point where we could remember maybe like. One time where the, a guy dropped a pass and maybe three, you know, unforced turnovers, but uh, solid. But yeah, they 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 handled the ball well and they uh, yeah they really were impressive. It's so hard to keep up with the local kids playing around the country in Division One, Two, II, and Three. Yesterday, it was great to see uh, Mano Wilhelm out at Air Force getting playing time early. He's uh he's a freshman on the lacrosse field, uh, had an assist in in the Air Force loss. Uh, it's interesting when I when I follow Air Force because obviously they're in JU con- JU's conference so I you know I'm not a fan but I- I'm hoping their goalie just falls apart and Nolan Parlett gets his chance does that make me a bad person <laughs> no it doesn't everyone <laughs> wants to see Nolan out there on the get yeah on the so Nolan and uh Wilhelm o- over at Air Force uh Maui's up at Lemoyne who's now division uh one uh, but we want to welcome on a special guest my broadcast partner next week Matt Kerwick coach how you doing today I'm doing great, Ray. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I got Jim Applegate here with me, kind of keep me in check. Big Jim, how you doing, brother? Doing well, Matty. How you doing? Doing great. Hey, it's it's lacrosse season. It's it's wild. You're kind of in a different position now. Uh, you're a lacrosse dad. Sean's a senior, headed to Bucknell next year. Now you're a big time lacrosse broadcaster. How excited are you for the season and for next weekend? Uh, part of that is right. I am a dad of Sean. 
is going to Bucknell. I don't know about big-time broadcaster, but um, fired up. Yesterday was great. I was able to watch a little bit, and uh, it's a great time of the year, right, Ray? I mean, when the season starts, and it seems really early, but for us Floridians, it's it's uh, it's time, right? I mean, the the, uh, the weather's great down here all the time, but hopefully it's going to turn better up north and just some great lacrosse to kick it off yesterday. It's, you know, the early part of lacrosse season's like being a bu- bu- Buffalo Bills fan. You're all excited early. Nobody's sad and depressed at the end of the year. <laughs> Casey feels the same way about the Jaguars. He's always excited early, and then about week 10, <laughs> things go downhill. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. I see some of your, <laughs> your mean tweets about the Jaguars' front office. Uh, Matt, Army versus UMass. We had Quint on talking a little bit about those two coaches who you know very well, uh, longtime yeah. coaches, great human beings from big families. Um, talk to me about those coaches and what you expect next weekend for UMass versus Army. Oh, yeah. For, first, Firstly, it's going to be a, just a great day up in Atlanta. And, you know, our, our, our good man up there who's, who's putting it together, um, you know, he's done an amazing job to, to, to really – Grow it, and yeah. Jason Breo, shoot out for the soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Jason Breo, he's he's led the way and, and done a really good job, and he's done a lot of tickets. I think they're pretty excited about all of it. Really, he's put together an amazing um, group of people, and there's two big games there. And and the Army UMass game to me, I've always they've always played kind of early in the season, and and it's. To me, it's kind of the kickoff to the to the to the year, right? It always has been for me in terms of looking at the schedule, and so this one next week with with two great teams, Greg and Joe are two of the best in the game. They do it the right way. Their guys play really hard, and you know they just they they expect a high level of compete and intensity, and and uh, they're both very similar in their character, and that they're they're pretty mild and unassuming when you meet them, but but they're really fiery uh, when, it, when it comes to being in the locker room, on the practice field, you know, on the game field with their teams, and, and that's the way their teams play as well. So I think it's just going to be a really intense game. It's going to be a physical game. Probably going to be a lot of yellow flags flying. So And you're going to be breaking it down for the listeners. Down. You're going to be providing uh, some color, painting some color uh, portraits during the game? I'll do my best to just follow your lead, Ray. You What's know, that's a, all uh, I do. What's I just a razor pick? Buddy. You're going to be breaking down. Uh, a razor the... pick. Um, you know, I don't want to give everything you can, away. You can today. Google it. You can Google it. You know. So I, one time I, somebody I asked it's... Coach Kerwick what, what, whether they were running on offense. He said, we're playing lacrosse. <laughs> That's exactly right. We were, we were having a good day, and my two assistant coaches, Brian Duncan and I think it was Patty Harnett, and you were probably standing right there. It was way back when. We were, we were having a really good game. And he's like, what are, we, what are you running on offense, Kermie? And I'm like, we're playing lacrosse. And, uh, and and sometimes you gotta let the let the boys run around out there, and you know I think that's what you saw with with Denver and in in late in that game yesterday against Hopkins. You know they kind of just they they kept going at it in the fourth quarter and chipping away. And you might have won that bet. We had a bet on that game. Oh, we sure did, didn't we, Ray? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we don't need to talk about that on the air, but yeah, yeah, I think I did. Well, I I'm gonna I'm gonna see you on Friday for show prep in Atlanta, quote unquote show prep, and then the the games. Uh, Saturday, it's going to be a fun time. Um, you're going to be doing a lot of uh, research and throwing some facts out. Well, Matt, I'm following your lead. We had, I'm we had following Coach, your lead, right? We had Coach Duncan on after his big win yesterday. We had Coach Galloway on after um, that scrimmage against Tampa yesterday. Quint, who called that Denver Hopkins game, and now he's 
finish yeah. it off with you. Pretty pretty uh, stout lineup. That's a great first show for you and, and great win for Coach Duncan. I'm really uh, happy for him. I know that was a big game. Lynn, you know, traditionally a really strong team. So just the start he was looking for. I texted with him last night. He was obviously still uh, feeling pretty good about the, the you know, the comeback. And, and then they, they pulled it out in the fourth quarter. So pretty cool stuff. Well, Matt, we got to go fastest hour in lacrosse. I'll be talking to you this week, and then uh, I'll see you Friday. Look forward to it, Ray. Thank yeah, have you. Have fun up there, Matt. All right, see you, Jim. That was Matt Kerwick, former head coach at Randolph-Macon. So are you guys going to be color coordinated? It was also Cornell and Jacksonville yeah, a couple and Hobart, of but uh, I like the Randolph-Macon and Alfred, one but of the Alfreds. Are you guys going to be uh, coordinating your suits when you're up there, You know, color-coordinated ties and all that? Oh, yeah. I haven't even thought about attire yet. Maybe we'll have some cool shootout for the soldiers gear. Mercer okay. plays UNC there as well. So before we go, Jim, we didn't get into high school. They're still uh, early on in the field, but what a what a bunch of great games this year in high school lacrosse. I'm going to be calling the Lake Mary at Pontevedra game, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, game of the week. Maybe Casey will be out there. He tested his lacrosse skills last year at PV. I saw his little feature. Was it Nugans or what was your feature, Casey? It, it's called Show Me Something Nugan. We're uh, we're we're actually editing edit uh, episode nine today. Okay, good deal. We're going to have to get Applegate and I shooting on you, put you in goal, and really give you that experience up close and personal. I, I did terrible, too. Terrible. I, I but it. was it. so much fun. It was you. so much there fun, brother. Well, looking forward to seeing you throughout the year out at the high school games and here in the studio. Uh, Jim, we've got Dylan Hess at Georgetown, preseason All-American. Eric Dobson at Notre Dame, national champion, who was who was the preseason midfielder of the year. Right. Uh, Carter Parlett at Notre Dame. We talked about the Wilhelms and um, Nolan Parlett. And then uh, Freddie Amato, I, I'm expecting big things at Lehigh. And guys all over the place. Here at Jacksonville, you've got Krupski and you've got – Maximus Shallot, and we're leaving the Queens guys out. And Just... don't forget the, the kid up in Salisbury, too. Oh, Jack Dow. That guy's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All-American yeah. as well. Not, not a bad player there. Can you believe the show's already over? I dragged it's... you out of bed this morning. I, I dragged I you over to JU yesterday, but I really appreciate it. Milo says he had a goal yesterday for the uh, Graveside Armadillos. Better be on tape, otherwise I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not on video, it didn't happen. <laughs> I want to thank all of our sponsors once again. Uh, Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince, Realtor, Cantina Louie, The Jacks, Blue Claws, M Shack, Quint Kassenick, John Galloway, Matt Kerwick, Brian Duncan, Jim Applegate, Casey Dobson, making it all happen. This is Ray Carnicelli. Oh, we got Taylor Swift. We're not going to have enough of her next week, so I thought I'd end the show. This song goes out to Matt Kerwick, my broadcast partner. What a great day. What a great time of year for lacrosse. Thank you for listening. Follow me on X at Lax904. This is Ray Carnicelli. Have a great day. You've been listening to the fastest game on two feet. This week in North Florida lacrosse on 1010XL 92.5 FM. If you're hungry for more Jags, grab a big bite with Big Bo. A meal and sparkling conversation. Tony Baselli joins Dan and Jeff Monday mornings on the drill. Brought to you by Epstein and Robbins DUI Defense Firm and Mr. Rooter Plumbing of Jacksonville.
Founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is a perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite. Cantina Louie with locations throughout North Florida. Exciting news from All Pro Roofing. Effective right now, you can get an instant roof quote. Just click the Instant Roof Quote tab on their website. Whether you're in need of roofing, exterior siding, or windows, All Pro Roofing is your local partner for quality craftsmanship. Click the Instant Roof tab and voila, get an instant quote. It's that simple. Click on the Instant Roof Quote tab today at allproofingllc.com. License number CCC 1327056. CDC 060138. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, signature cocktails, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Bar Down Lacrosse at bardownlacrosse.com, your source for men's and women's equipment, heads, shaft, protective gear, mesh stringing, apparel, and accessories, along with team stores. I had a chance to go out to Bar Down Lacrosse, check out their inventory, place your orders online. Bar Down Lacrosse, supporting lacrosse in North Florida, and the title sponsor of This Week in North Florida Lacrosse, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. For the first time ever, the Super Bowl will be played in Las Vegas, the sports betting capital of the world. VSIN, the sports betting network, delivers all the betting trends for the big game. Historical analysis, betting tips, prop bet strategies, helping you cash tickets from the national anthem to the Gatorade bath. Download VSIN's free Super Bowl betting guide right now. 1010XL.com. That's 1010XL.com. Excelling in the classroom and the sports arena is quite an accomplishment. That's why 1010XL salutes the Scholar Athlete of the Week. Wednesdays on the Frangie Show. Brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists and the Plumbers and Pipefitters Local Union 234. Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse. JacksBlueClawsLax.com. With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers local club lacrosse experience anchored in the following learning the fundamentals, Jim, fundamentals of lacrosse. You and I were involved long, long, long time ago. My son, Joey's 30 now. He was in third, fourth grade when we started that program. So talk to me about how important fundamentals are. It's, it's the key to everything, right? Right. It's um, it, What's great around here in North Florida now is just seeing these kids playing at, you know, six, seven, eight years old. And um, got a lot of quality coaches out there that understand the game and understand, you know, how to make it fun for these kids, which is really important to do as well. And, um, and they're in good hands with these programs. Blue, Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse, currently accepting registration for all of our seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com. 